Podcast. We're two modern mamas with the goal to inspire, empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Evie Wilder. And I'm Jess of Hold the Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology and mama to Baron Camille. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Modern Mamas podcast. I am here, this is Jess. I'm here with Megan Garcia today, one of our most beloved guests. We would have her on, I feel like I would have you on like once a month if I possibly could because you're such a wealth of information. Thank you for being here, Megan. I Thank you for asking me to come back. I, I This is my favorite space to be. So oh, I'm so glad to hear you say that. Most of you guys know who Megan is, but I'm going to kind of introduce her a little bit real quick um, just to give you guys a brief background. And then we're going to dive right in because this is one of the topic we're talking about today is going to be herbs, um, Chinese herbs. Mostly we may touch a little bit on adaptogens because as Megan's going to tell you, they're kind of, they're different in some ways. And um, you guys have tons of questions. So we're going to try and work through as much as we possibly can with that. Um, but Megan Garcia is a mama to two boys and she lives in Los Angeles. She has a master's degree in traditional oriental medicine and is the creator of First Foods and Beyond. Her main gig for the last 10 years has been copywriting, editing, and research for folks in the health and wellness industry. When Megan found out she was pregnant with her first baby back in 2011, she began going deep into baby health and wellness, specifically a baby's first 1,000 days. Her interest in baby health, combined with a big love for all things food and gut related, has become the heart and soul of what she does in her own little corner of the web at MeganGarcia.com. Well, that was amazing. <laughs> I've heard that introduction before, but it still sounds awesome. Um, how are you doing today, friend? Before I'm we good. Jump in? Yeah? It's been a busy morning, um, and you know, that's exciting. There's a lot going on, and just taking it in stride and you know that's that's kind of how I roll so a lot of good things happening in your world um yeah well you know I'm gonna go um I'm heading up uh to San Francisco for a doctor's appointment for my um my oldest son um and that's happening I think it's next week so we're going to be camping instead of like an of staying at a hotel or anything like that Ooh. and we're going to stay somewhere around Laura so um there I forgot it's Big Basin I think is the camp site and it's the Huckleberry one and it's supposed to be beautiful and I didn't know that it would fill up so quickly but it um we managed to get a spot and everything was full so it was really I felt like it was kind of like meant to be um it's perfect and so we're going to be um, probably meeting up with Laura on Friday, which would be the 12th. And, um, and she's going to camp with us. <gasps> Yay. That's so fun. And I'm super excited because we don't get out much. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Like we like go hiking and we, tr we try, but it's in LA. So right. like my kids have never seen the stars, like the real stars that oh, I know because gosh. there's so much light pollution and um just like a campfire and that just that whole thing that the trees and everything I'm just so excited about it um so that's happening and have you met Laura in person before or is this gonna be never. the first time never I feel like we've talked a lot so mm -hmm. I feel like we have but no and it's gonna be I, it's always different when you meet somebody in person because like you either think they're like taller or something <laughs> like just like how like it's just a different thing you know yes um and it's going to be fun, but I, I know we're going to have a great time and um, it's going to be good to connect and not talk like, like when we do talk, it's always through like Instagram or Voxer mm -hmm. or whatever the app is. Um, and it's spotty. It's like, you know, she says something, I say something. And so it's more of a dialogue. It's going to be so great. Really excited. Oh, I'm so jealous. I wish I could go too, but that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, very cool. Um, sounds like a lot of, of, just life mixed in with some really good things coming your way. Um, with you. Do what? What's happening with you? What's um, let's see. We just did a catch up episode and my 
the most of the listeners know, like we just moved. We're we're just going to catch up on this episode too. We <laughs> moved houses, um, which was a great was great. It was awesome, but you know, moving just takes a lot out of you. Laura's going through that right now, so um, we talked about that in our last episode. But moved, big job changes, um, just all sorts of really good stuff. But it's just like stressful. Like you know, you talk about good stress and bad stress, and that you know, good stress can tax your system just as much as bad stress can just kind of, I'm learning how to like mentally work through all of that. Do you know what I mean? Without going to that like fight or flight response. Definitely. You know, um, I feel like that has been such a learning process for me. So that's what I am working through. And I feel like I'm going to learn maybe not specifically about my own stuff that I like the stress response stuff, but I feel like I'm going to learn a lot through this episode on how to kind of support myself with some of those things. And you and I have already talked like about some of the problems that I was having um, with like heavy periods and like feeling weird. You had uh, recommended some, some herbs for me. And so I can like personally attest to them working and that you're amazing and a genius. So I'm excited for you to share your wealth of knowledge with everybody. And I know today we kind of like, if you guys haven't been following along, we have a previously recorded episode. Pretty much almost the entire episode was about like cold, flu, immune support with herbs um, and different things like that. I know this, it's the season coming up where that's going to be a big thing. We've got a lot of questions about that here the second go round, but we tackled that really heavily in our first herb um, episode. So this episode today, we're going to kind of get back to basics. Talk to Megan a little bit about like, what are herbs and how does, what's the Chinese approach to utilizing them? And Megan and I have kind of been talking off off camera, quote unquote, a little bit, but there's a kind of a whole different language when it comes to, to like oriental medicine and herbs. And I'm really excited for you to give us a brief introduction or like a rundown of what that is and how we can kind of use that information to not diagnose ourselves, but help ourselves. Yeah. Does that make sense? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to dive in? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get into the nitty gritty? No, I think that's a perfect little segue because like, um, you know, th- there are so much, so many uh, stressors that we all have to deal with and learning how to, to manage them is really important. You know, herbs are only part of the story too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to say like this herb can do this and this herb can do that. And I take herbs every single day. Um, I take them mainly to like rebuild myself um, because, you know, I've had two kids. I burn the candle at both ends um, and I push myself probably more than I should. And um, I just use herbs to like stay afloat sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, And they really do work. They're really amazing. But at the same time, that's only part of the puzzle. And I think, you know, probably like, I don't know what else you're doing to manage stuff happening in your life. But personally, like, I need to do things like meditate and um, just practice kind of mindfulness exercises because they can only go so far. And so, you know, I've had experience with um, postpartum anxiety. I've had depression on and on throughout Mm -hmm. my life. Um, And so, like, I really, like, understand that situation and I can feel it and get it. Um, And, you know, meditation for me or some other mindfulness practice has been huge. And also exercise fits into that. Because if you think about it, like when you're exercising, whether it's like yoga or kickboxing, um, you're in the moment, you're in your body, you have to breathe in a certain way. And so just to get certain things to move and flow. So um, it, it all fits together. Um, and I just wanted to say that before starting because um, I think movement so one of the, the important things that herbs do is they replenish and they move things. And um, and that movement can happen on different levels. And so the herbs work like in the body, kind of like a food. But, you know, we also have like our mental movements and our mental stagnation and our emotional stagnation. So that's why I kind of like mention physical activity and some kind of mindfulness or, or therapy or something to work through those mental, emotional things that we may carry. I think Absolutely. that's really cool. I'm so glad you mentioned that too, because I feel like, especially in today, like adaptogens and things of that nature can be such like a buzzworthy topic or like a buzzword. And people are like, what 
adaptogen or herb can I take that will fix XYZ? And it's like you said, it's not as simple as just like, it's not like a prescription drug. Um, You know, I mean, in the way that we think of prescription drugs, like solving a problem. Um, And I think regardless of where you are, like if you are more traditional medicine, like in terms of like I love over the counter and prescription drugs, or if you are kind of searching for this more holistic way to address things, you have to, whatever it is, it's not just a, X causes Y problem, right? Like, just like what you said, there's many, many things that go into it. And um, I really resonate with what you saying, like postpartum, postpartum anxiety and depression. I've been through a lot of the same. Um, and I will say like, you know, supplements and things of that nature are a huge part of how I support myself. But it's so much deeper than that. Totally. Yeah, like we talk about therapy and mindfulness and mindset all the time here because I feel like it's a really powerful tool. It is. It's it's huge, and not to say that herbs like aren't effective, mm-hmm. but that just plays such an important role. I mean, if you can like take a step back and center yourself, or just if you have heart palpitations, just kind of like calm down and like reset and take some deep breaths. That is instantly effective, mm-hmm. and um, and it's free and mm-hmm. it's easy. So, Absolutely. yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. So, so the first thing we're going to talk about, so adaptogens. And um, I guess like some of the common, like the big places where you might get adaptogens would mm-hmm. be um, through Amazon, the places or the people who make them that would be, um, and these are companies that I haven't tried personally, but um, Moon Juice Shop, they're known for their adaptogens, Sun Potion. Um, I know the makers of a company called Jing Herbs, um, and they've been around for a while, and their herbs are great. Um, Jing Herbs is J-I-N-G Herbs, um, and they're on Amazon as well. Um, I use a lot of herbs from a company called Blue Poppy, and they're like big in the TCM community or the Chinese medicine community. Um, and I like tend to lean more towards like Chinese medicine brands, um, as opposed to sort of like more mainstream brands, but that doesn't mean that they're not great. Um, they just seem to be a little overpriced and, um, and I just, that's, and and I don't know if the quality like computes into that higher price tag. There is a company called classical pearls, which is my all time absolute favorite, Um, they are only available through an acupuncturist and they don't do so much like adaptogens or tonics. They do more, um, like complex, hard to treat disorders, like, um, maybe like some autoimmune disease, um, Lyme disease, infections, that type of thing. Amazing. I love their quality. So great. And then there's another company, I'm just telling you all this. So that way, I don't know if you want to check it out. Um, there's another company called spring wind. And again, they're also more TCM and they do raw herbs, um, and you have to have a practitioner's account to get something from them. But if you know a friend or you know somebody who, or an acupuncturist who would work with you, they're great. And they do have some products that are available, you know, to the masses. So that's some sources for you. And then you can also like Google the herbs, um, you know, on Amazon or just like search and they'll pop up. You can shop through um, for them that way too. Um, okay. That's a great place to start. I mean, that's like, I mean, I I feel like that's a valid place to start with (laughs) handing out information. It's like, okay, where can I even get this? But just to back up for a second. So if you like, you're going to give us a lot of information in this podcast to kind of help people try and navigate, like, what do I need? But if someone is really like suffering from something that's like a medical condition, um, do you recommend finding a local acupuncturist? Is that who they would be working with to get these very specific combinations of herbs? Yeah, that's a great point to make. Um, you know, I am not an acupuncturist yet. Um, I have my master's degree in Chinese medicine and I'm not a doctor. And so this is all just my experience and things that I've read and people that I've worked with and it's based on my education Mm -hmm. um, in Chinese medicine and so if you really want a legitimate like sort of like answer to what you're going through um, it's probably best to work with an acupuncturist or even a functional medicine practitioner Um, with an acupuncturist they're gonna know obviously like more about Chinese herbs and and 
I talk a lot about Chinese herbs um, because I just understand that language. And I think it's like really beautiful and amazing how they all fit together. And they have, they just work on so many different levels. Whereas like Western herbs are more like this one herb does this one thing. And so it's harder for me to understand the Western herb language. Um, because I can't see the full picture. It's like, um, what's that one artist? There's like an artist that does a bunch of dots and you look really close. Oh, yes. I don't know. Like it just, to me, it's like TCM or Chinese medicine. They, it's just, I can see how everything flows mm-hmm. together. It's this whole story and it's, it just makes sense. And I can see also um, the evidence that it works. So yeah, for sure. Definitely work with an acupuncturist. Um, and there's, um, there's a couple that I know actually that are in our community. Um, so maybe we can later on link like mom acupuncturist. Um, that would be fantastic. Like if you maybe at the end, or even if we don't discuss it here in the podcast, I can put them in the show notes as just a resource if people want to reach out directly. But I mean, you, do you want to dive in? Because I really love what you said about understand like how Chinese medicine approaches it from like an overall picture and how you understand how everything works together. Can you give us a little bit of background about the oh, chi- yeah. that approach to herbs and health and how everything's connected? So, um, okay. So Chinese medicine sees things in terms, and I've talked about this before, like, um, hot and cold and there's damp and phlegm and they see like, um, the, in, in the language of Chinese medicine, there's this like kind of understanding that you have like different elements. There's the fire element, the wood element, the metal element, the water and the earth element. And they kind of like all flow together and it's very poetic. And so when we're talking about herbs, we're looking at them from this perspective. And so, you know, like during pregnancy, for example, you have like a little, like, like, um, ball of stagnation in you and and you want that little ball of stagnation, the baby to stay there. So you don't want to take anything that's heavy or moving. And, um, and that's a really important thing to know because some of like some popular adaptogens um, would move things too much. I mean, I, I guess I could talk about that right now. So like pearl powder, for example, is a really popular beauty adaptogen mm-hmm. and that is heavy. And so that is contraindicated during pregnancy. Um, rhodiola is another one that's really amazing for lifting energy, moving blood, um, it can be calming. Um, so it has an emotional component, but, and I haven't seen any, so in Chinese medicine, rhodiola is not like a classic Chinese herb. It's kind of like added on later. Um, even though it is used in Chinese medicine, um, it's an old, it's a newer herb. So, um, there's no information on whether or not it's contraindicated during pregnancy, but because it's moving, I would say, I probably wouldn't take it. It's also energizing. If you have like, um, like heart palpitations or anxiety, um, you probably, I would exercise caution and postpartum. Um, it is energizing that, and that energizing effect may affect baby or, um, I've also seen it, um, cause more reflux and colic in a newborn. Mm. And that's good to know because postpartum moms are looking for energy. So yes, that herb. Um, but it's actually, I would use caution. Um, but it can be great if it works for you, then, um, then fabulous. Um, cordyceps would be another, um, it's a mushroom that like traditionally it like sprouts out of an ant's head or something. Oh my God. That's, I have no idea. Yeah. How does that happen? I mean, I guess the fungus like infects the ant. It just, how many, Ant head cordyceps do you have to gather to make a mushroom powder? <laughs> well, and so, I mean, if you think about it, like the story of like, okay, there's this like mushroom sprouting out of an ant's head and also ants in Chinese medicine. So anything can be an herb in Chinese medicine. It can be a shell. It can be a stone. It can be an insect. Um, it can be just many, many things are herbs, like quote unquote herbs. So ants are herbs and ants are very powerful chi tonics. And when you think about or like chi tonics, meaning energy tonic. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about it, an ant can lift a lot. So that kind of makes sense. And the cordyceps is like sprouting out of this, like really like powerful herb. And so it has very lifting, energizing um, effects in the body. And so 
Um, because of that, you wouldn't want to take it when you're sick. You wouldn't want to take it if you have like a lot of like excess heat, which can show up as like headaches or stress, um, like stress related, like response that's kind of like over the top, like you feel cranky and irritable, um, restlessness, that kind of thing that that's an indication of a lot of heat and cordyceps would actually like make that worse. And it kind of makes sense when you think about like the origin of the herb, right? Totally makes sense. That's just <laughs> fascinating to me. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I didn't want to interrupt you a ton with this because I feel like you just have so much knowledge that I want you to like spill. But like I, I of course have been doing like some adaptogenic mushrooms and like some blends and stuff. And I have found for myself that I have to steer clear from cordyceps when I am like feeling, what's the word? Stressed or anxious anxious, I guess would be the best description of it because it does make me feel more that way. Is that like kind of what you're saying? Like if I'm in that state where it's like a heat state, um, that it would do that. So for a lot of moms and women, um, most, a lot of women are moms. Um, you know, we have a tendency to lose, um, uh, there's a tendency to sort of like lose, a supportive energy in the body. It's called yin. And um, when that drops down, a lot of like heat can rise up. And that's what you see with like hot flashes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you can go through that early on or later on. It depends on kind of like your constitution. Um, so that's one way that heat can arise. Um, it's just through depletion. You're depleted. So that can show mm-hmm. up as night sweats, insomnia, anxiety, that type of thing. And then there's another type of heat that's more like, um, more about stress and it's more about the, it's more about stagnation, things not moving, um, where stress can't pass through your body. You're kind of like holding on to it and that in itself creates a kind of heat in in the liver. And so, um, from a Chinese medicine perspective. And so, um, yeah, that's exactly, uh, what it would kind of aggravate is that, that heat in the liver. That is so mind blowing to me. Okay. You mentioned constitution. So Uh like, is that, that's obviously like a, a, a Chinese medicine term. Like what, what does that mean? So constitution is like, you know, how some people tend to, um, they just tend to like, everyone's different. Right. And we all have our tendencies towards certain things. Um, you know, like we might be a little phlegmy. Um, we might be a little like, um, more high strung, more wired and there's nothing bad or good about it. Um, because if you think about it, a person who's like really high energy, they're going to get a lot done. And then at the same time, um, they might not take enough time for themselves and they might burn mm-hmm. out. Um, a person who's a little more slow, um, maybe they take time to self-care, but they're also kind of more stagnant. And so sort of problems can manifest in different ways. And the constitution has to do with the body, but it shows up in emotional, mental ways as well. So it's all interconnected. That's incredible. Yeah. So, um, speaking of mushrooms, reishi, is that one that you take or? I, I do sometimes if I remember in the evenings, usually I'm trying to like (laughs) increase my energy throughout the day, which is when I like think of taking, um, like the, the blends. Um, but yeah, I do do reishi, like the hot chocolate mix at night occasionally. Cause you do, um, the mush, the, Four Sigmatic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They seem great. Yeah, that seems like a really great company. I haven't tried their stuff, but it seems um, seems like they have some good stuff. Oh my gosh, I'll send you some. I have a ton. <laughs> Just off to, off the record. Um, but yeah, so tell me about Reishi. Like, what what is that? Is that a like? I what I've read is it's kind of like a stress supporter. Like it kind of calms you. Um, but I literally that's about all I know. Yeah, it's calming. Um, it's a shen tonic in, in Chinese medicine. So shen is the, the word that's used to describe like the spirit in the mind. Um, and so if you have like really clear, bright shen, then you're like really chipper and, and just focused and clear. And you just have like a really like full spirit kind of flowing through you. Um, and so reishi is a huge um, sort of tonic or adaptogen that supports that sort of heart energy. Um, and it's, it's calming. It's both calming and kind of like energizing. It helps to build blood and energy. Um, it's also really good for cough and asthma. Um, and you know, I used to work, um, at a little herb shop, like back in the day when I was that, when I was a student for Chinese medicine and, um, 
a lot of pregnant moms took reishi and um and the people who like worked with me they always said that those were the calmest babies mm. I don't know if that's true <laughs> mm, got my thinking <laughs> uh, reishi's like really good for like the heart energy but also like the actual like heart so you know if you know somebody that has heart issues um it can be really great um and yeah, I, I don't know of any contraindications um, for pregnancy or for breastfeeding. Um, it's a pretty like neutral, fabulous herb. Um, you may not feel the effects in a profound way like you would a stimulant. Um, or, you know, there's an herb called, the Chinese name is uh, Swan Zhao Ren. Um, and that is in the tender teeth um, from blue poppy that I talk about sometimes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it really promotes sleep and you feel that like it is you take it and you feel sleepy um so there's some herbs that have a really like strong effect and some that are a little more subtle and I think reishi falls into that subtle camp awesome long term yeah you had mentioned I'm sorry to keep interrupting you I'm sure you're like on a roll here but like you mentioned building blood Mm-hmm. And that's it. Can you explain that a little bit too? Um, I know I've heard you talk about it before, like just in our one-on-one conversations, but like, what does that really translate in terms of like what most people might understand like traditional medical jargon? Yeah. So building blood isn't so much like related to like anemia as it is in Western medicine. It's more about like you know, if you're blood deficient, which many women can be um, because of pregnancy and childbirth, you lose a lot of blood. Um, we also bleed every month. Um, Hi, friends. Laura here with some exciting news. Four Sigmatic has come on as a Modern Mamas podcast sponsor. We are so excited. If you've been following along with my Instagram stories, especially, you've seen that I use this stuff every single morning. The Lion's Mane Elixir is my absolute favorite. I add it to my boosted coffee for an extra boost of brain clarity, productivity, and focus that I genuinely did not experience until I started adding this in every day. They also make other elixirs like Rishi for calming, cordyceps for an energy boost, and Chaga for an immune boost. Along with those elixirs, they also have really cool blends. I love the Lion's Mane and Coffee blend when I travel because I don't have to worry about getting my hands and lips on high-quality coffee. I have it ready to go. All you need is hot water. You mix in the blend and you're set. They have caffeine, caffeine-free options as well, like a chai latte and a turmeric latte for gut health and skin glow. And all, they have all kinds of incredible blends. I cannot recommend enough that you go check out their website, find whatever mushroom blend is is going to fit with your lifestyle, and give it a try. The awesome folks at Four Sigmatic have offered our listeners, you guys are special, you get 15% off any order. If you go to foursigmatic.com forward slash modern mamas, or simply type in modern mamas, all lowercase, all one word at checkout, you get 15% off. Check it out, see what fits your life, and happy shrooming. So if you have a lot of blood loss, um, and even if you don't have a lot of blood loss, if you don't have the energy to make blood, you also might be deficient in blood. Um, and so that can lead to things like insomnia or anxiety or hair loss or, um, just things that like the blood supports these aspects. So like, um, there's a popular tonic called Hushawu or not tonic adaptogen. It's, a, it's also a tonic. I call them tonics, but popularly in the mainstream they're called um, adaptogens but is a really um, popular one and that's the actual Chinese name Um, and that helps to build blood and so it can support fertility it's good for hair loss Um, and some of the blood builders that we might talk about like they can also be a little sometimes like heavier Um, and so you would want to use caution if you have like um, sensitive digestion or you find it hard to digest certain foods um, because from the perspective of Chinese medicine, they can interfere with your digestion a little bit. And that may or may not play out in real life IRL. So, <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. So, um, so we've gone through a couple. So we've talked, we, and we got a lot of questions about like adaptogen mushrooms and you mentioned cordyceps and reishi. Um, as being two like of the the major players, do you have any um, other, I guess, recommendations in terms of like a, those types, like the mushrooms, 
mushrooms in safety in, in safety during pregnancy and nursing. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as I know, so chaga and like lion's mane, um, those aren't Chinese herbs. So I, I'm not as well versed in those. Um, that takes, you know, me sitting down and like really digging deep into each herb to really understand it. Um, but I've taken them before I've used them. Um, I used to work at a little tonic herb bar after I worked at the tonic herb shop. (laughs) (laughs) And I made like blended drinks and smoothies and all these things. And my experience with lion's mane, um, you know, it's great for, to support the brain. Um, and it's really mild and safe. And it also supports, um, with all mushrooms, you see a boost in, um, your immune system protection. So, um, mushrooms will support your defenses. Um, have you seen, sorry to interrupt you, but have you ever seen, um, I have a friend who has Hashimoto's and so she was like, I am going to try adaptogenic mushrooms, but she's like, I'm kind of worried because I think that they've caused a flare before. Have you ever seen like them stimulate an immune response? Like for some people who may have like autoimmune conditions, is that like something that people want to be aware of? That's a great point. Yes. Because, or, um, like astragalus and a lot of mushrooms, they, do things with the immune system. And so, you know, pregnancy, your immune system does a little flippy flop and then you get, it might kind of turn on and, um, a trigger after you have baby postpartum. Um, and so if you're also taking herbs during that time, um, it can either be good for you or not so good for you. And it can definitely be a trigger. Um, and that all depends on, where you're at and what is your trigger, um, in terms of like the, the, the arms of the immune system. Um, so it depends on each herb and it depends on your response. Gotcha. Individual. Yeah. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it's just being aware cause it's like, not everybody's made the same and not everyone's going to react to like anything the same. And that's why I love about what you said before we got on the recording. It's like to really, really make recommendations. Like someone has questions like, well, how do I support X, Y, Z? It's like, you really kind of have to like dig in a little bit deeper to the specific symptoms because someone could be like, I'm anxious. And another person could say, I'm also anxious, but the, the nuances to that may be like very different And so from what I'm, you can correct me if I'm wrong, what I heard you say earlier was that like, you may have two completely different recommendations for the same overall experience, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the beauty of Chinese medicine. And that makes something like adaptogens and herbs um, just sort of available for use that it makes it a little harder, you know, because there is a way to kind of say, okay, like you're sick, you have a sore throat, take this. But it, you know, for example, um, I have a friend who took um, a classical pearls formula that I love um, and it's to clear infection. It's fabulous. It works really, really well. Um, But she felt kind of queasy and that's probably because they're cold and they're bitter. And so she probably has, she leans more towards like what's called spleen chi deficiency or digestive, like a weakness in her like quote unquote spleen energy. Um, And so it really is unique to each person And so the best thing you can do when taking these um, is to just listen to your body. Kind of like when you introduce like an allergen to baby, um, you just want to go one at a time probably is the best thing to do. Um, If you're new to herbs and you're really not quite sure what your response might be and you're not really working with anyone, I would, and there's no person that you can like call to like check in with about, Oh, this is happening. Do you think it might be like related? Um, and you can email me. I, I'm, I'm, um, not, sometimes I don't get back. Like it takes me a week or so, <laughs> but um, I try, I try really hard cause I love the connection right. that, um, that I build with people. And it's also good to just, you know, like, I don't, it, it's, it's a learning experience for me too. Um, even though I know all these things through a textbook, um, and through like my client, the people that I worked with in the clinic, it's still, every person is different. So the more people I talk to, the richer my understanding is, and the more I can help people afterwards. So, oh, yeah. totally. Experiential learn, 
experiential learning. I cannot talk today. Um, I mean, I feel like that's just, that's with anything. It's like you can learn a ton through a textbook or in a class, but once you're out in the real real world practicing and seeing it applied, that's where the real like mastery comes, I feel like. So, um, and you're so generous. I mean, you share so much. I mean, you guys, she comes on podcast after podcast, gives us so much free information. Um, and you're just incredible. And I just want to interlude here and just say that we appreciate you so much and your knowledge. Thank you. I, so, I love being here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of diving back in, cause I know, like I mentioned before, there's so much I want to kind of try and get through in this little yeah. time period that we have, but we've kind of talked about some basics. Is there anything more about like basic understanding of how this works that you want to add before I get into, I really want to dive into like postpartum nursing specific things. Okay. Um, I don't think so. The only like thing that I really want to emphasize is if you're taking something to move, um, I would have caution around pregnancy. If you're taking anything like quote unquote heavy, I would have caution around pregnancy. Um, herbs that are kind of like sour or pull things in, that's great for fertility and also for pregnancy. Um, if things are heating, you want to be careful in terms of like your stress levels. Um, and oh, and the other thing with um, adaptogens is a lot of them are like what's called tonics. And so if you're sick, you don't take tonics while you're sick because that can actually prolong the illness. So that's oh, okay. what is like really surprising to people. Like um, astragalus a, a um, is a really well-known um, booster of the immune system and also cordyceps and also reishi. But you wouldn't take the, these when you're sick because it's actually going to work against you improving. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. So good, good information there um, to kind of give some people some practical information in terms of like fertility and pregnancy. What would be like your favorite top three? This may be not the greatest question, but like top three herbs that come to mind for fertility and pregnancy during that stage. Um, for pregnancy, I would be very cautious with herbs. I would do a lot of ginger, probably. (laughs) So ginger, technically, I mean, like you said, anything is an herb, basically. Yeah. I mean, and even ginger, like in Chinese medicine, it's very heating. So work with your body. Um, But it can be, it can be helpful. Um, So ginger, um, you know, cordyceps, I would probably stay away from. Astragalus, I don't know, that might be okay. Um, with astragalus, um, you don't want to take it during your third trimester. I do know that because um, it does um, have like a, it kind of can like help you to release fluids. And so they just say not to take it during your last trimester, gotcha. um, which is important information. Also, if you have like a lot of stress, um, you wouldn't take cortis or um, astragalus. Um, reishi would probably be what I consider like one of the safest herbs for pregnancy. Um, and then for breastfeeding, right? Didn't you guess for breastfeeding? I didn't say breastfeeding. I mean, I, I said, uh, fertility, like, so maybe preconception. Um, and then during pregnancy, you kind of said that like use caution with all herbs essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I think for fertility, um, maybe cordyceps could be okay. Hushawoo would be fabulous. Um, for fertility. Um, Cisandra would also be very good for fertility. Um, what else would be good for fertility? Um, is Vitex an herb? I've heard, I've got a lot of questions. It's a Western herb and that's really great also for fertility, but it's not, um, like, I don't know the, like the temperature and the channels that enters and all that stuff. Um, but just, yeah, it, it can, um, I think it like boosts progesterone, progesterone levels and it's, really great for fertility and I've heard another one is chaste berry is that something that people use often for fertility I think that might be the same as vitex okay gotcha gotcha okay Um, and then you know holy basil is um I would use that before having a baby it's not recommended during pregnancy but yeah you can take it during um uh when you're just trying to get pregnant so fertility um else yeah I think um in terms of the broad spectrum um like popular adaptogenic herbs I would probably stick with reishi and um, cisandra and hushawoo 
Okay. So then kind of switching gears in that postpartum phase, because I feel like this is the tricky part where moms are, most moms are trying to breastfeed or they're breastfeeding and they're not sleeping well. Immune systems are kind of wonky. This is where it's like this very, um, kind of like the perfect storm for imbalance. Mm -hmm. And yet we also want to be mindful still of what we're taking because we're nursing and, you know, all of that stuff. Do you have, I'm trying to make this like something that's like kind of bite-sized for everybody, even though I know it's very in-depth. Are there certain like herbs that you'd recommend for postpartum support? And like, I'm thinking of all the questions we got. We got like, how do I sleep better in postpartum? How do I like support my thyroid in general? How do I support my immune system or my energy levels um, in a safe way? So some of those were like the topics that came to mind, if you have any recommendations. I mean, I think for that, um, I use formulas personally. I have for myself and, um, with friends. Um, I think that though for what's available, you know, online, I would go more with the Ayurvedic herbs, which would be more like, um, from India. Um, they have a whole system also of medicine and, um, herbs and it's similar to Chinese medicine, but slightly different. Um, and I don't have as much experience using these herbs, but like ashwagandha would be, it's supposed to be very calming. Um, it's also energizing. Um, it can help with sleep. Um, so that's kind of like an, an all around really supportive herb, um, ashwagandha. And then there's another one called um, shatavari, um, which is actually really similar to um, asparagus. Um, tian. Yeah, it's in Chinese medicine it's an herb as well um and that um you wouldn't want to use it during pregnancy but it's supposed to um promote lactation um and it can be great for constipation um but it's also in chinese medicine if i look at like the chinese medicine herb um it's kind of cold so if you have um like any like digestive issues um you would want to probably take something that's a little heating with that um, to balance it out or just not take it at all. Or, and also like ashwagandha is, um, kind of that energy moving tonic. So that might go well with, um, the shatavari. Gotcha. I'd probably go that direction or work with an acupuncturist. Right. And you had mentioned reishi or an herb for like sleep aid. Um, would a reishi fall into that category to kind of help restlessness or insomnia or is there anything that you know of that would help better than that um for insomnia that one formula from blue poppy it's called tender teeth (laughs) so but that has an herb called swan zhao ren um it's s-u-a n space zhao z-a-o space ren r-e-n um and (laughs) anyone wants to write that down (laughs) (laughs) gonna be googling that later yeah and i mean it's not widely available but it is a really popular herb in chinese medicine and it's amazing for sleep um you know like um holy basil is good to relax. Um, pearl powder is really good for sleep as well. Um, but again, that's not for use during pregnancy. Um, you know, I, I think reishi is, um, it's not, it's not a profound effect. It's like more like subtle calming. It's not so much for sleep. It's more for like, um, like that, uh, just calmness, like calm, open, that calm, expansive, open sensation that you have when you're like really in the Zen moment. So maybe like that's why a lot of people recommend it like in the evening to just it's not like it's going to necessarily keep you asleep, but maybe kind of setting your mental state to be in a more relaxed place um, to prepare for the sleeping. (laughs) Yeah, like if you were going to make like like a a tonic at home, you know, you could do like um, some pearl powder, some reishi, um, some of that, um, which I have not used, the shatavari. I think you can get that maybe at Sun Potion um, or the Moon Juice Shop. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Or online. Um, I haven't used it um, personally, but I do use the Chinese medicine equivalent all the time. Um, And it's very yin. And so that like yin feminine, quote unquote, feminine energy is something that you want to promote during the evening hours. Um, So yeah. Awesome. What else, friends? 
I feel like we could talk forever, but what else is like burning on your mind that you want to get out in this podcast? Um, just, uh, honestly, just like a lot of gratitude and love for the amazing community that you have around your podcast and all the things that you do. And just so thankful to be a part of that. And, um, that's pretty much what I want to say. Love you all, guys. Oh that. man, I didn't expect that. I think I'm gonna cry. I thought you were gonna like talk about herbs, and I'm like, oh, I didn't. I'm emotional today. <laughs> well, thank you, and you're a huge part of that. I mean, I think you were like on our, gosh, maybe one of our first ten episodes that we ever did. Um, and so I don't even know how did we connect initially. I think we met through Instagram, maybe. Um, maybe, or was it Liz? Maybe it was Liz Wolf. I think I was asking her, like, who do I talk to about, like, first foods? And <laughs> she was like, you need to, like, check in with Megan or whatever. And so, I mean, right back at you, I feel like you're such a huge part of our community, and you're very active in our Facebook group, and you just bring so much information. And you guys, like, Megan, she personally for both Laura and I we like probably abuse our privileges more than we should like asking her questions about ourselves and what to do and you are literally one of the kindest people that I know and the most willing to share your information um just because you think you feel that it's valuable for people to know this stuff and I just appreciate the crap out of you too I'm trying to like make it funny so that I don't cry because literally I've cried like three times today, but like all good tears. And yeah. so, <laughs> um, okay, friend on that emotional note. Um, but seriously though, is there anything else you want to add about herbs? Um, just to, I, I think the other thing maybe would be just to tune into yourself and really, Instead of reading about what an herb should do, and this is actually really amazing for yourself um, Mm -hmm. on any level, is just to kind of get in touch with the herb. I mean, the herb came from a plant. It has like this history. And if you can even experience the plant um, or an equivalent of the plant, that's even better. Um, Because if you look at the actual herb, like some are roots, some there are flowers, bark, and they all like kind of communicate something. And so understanding that is pretty cool if you're into that and even if not and you just want to take something to feel better I think like the most valuable thing you can do is just really tune into yourself and ask yourself like how do I feel regardless of what I'm supposed to feel how do I feel that's really valuable oh my gosh that's incredible and I think yeah I think so much of us as women this is my personal perspective just of my health journey like going through you know just I would say essentially from like teenage, teenagehood, I just made that up. But like, you know, when, in terms of like tuning out to your body, like I go through a period, I started my period, like, how do I not think about this? Like the most, like, what can I do? So I don't have to really be like, what's the word I'm looking for? Inconvenienced by this, but thinking about it, like, why is this? Like, I don't want to think about why it's happening. I just wanted like it to go away. Right. So we start taking like hormonal birth control to control that and like to make it less like of a inconvenience on ourself and then you know what for me has been powerful like when I started wanting to try and conceive it was like okay how does this happen really like I don't even know about my body like I don't even know about how I'm feeling like what does this mean and start to get in touch with that it's been so powerful and I think that's why I'm, I'm bringing this all back in I'm tying it in I promise it's like you know, taking again, like the supplements and the herbs and like thinking about how I really feel and how physically I'm feeling and how certain things affect me, um, has been such a powerful thing. And I think when you can tap into that, whether it's through supplements or whether it's through food, like how does a food make me feel physically and mentally? Um, you get so much information and it's so empowering and you realize that you have, all of this knowledge, like just inside of you intuitively, if you listen, exactly. I'm sorry, oh. that was really deep, but I feel no, like I, feel it. I, I, I totally agree with you. I think, you know, we, we have a lot of answers inside of ourselves and we just need to learn how to listen and tap in and, um, and it's a lifelong journey mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Totally, yeah, totally. Um, well, that I feel like that's a great place to end. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Megan, mm-hmm. I love you. Thank you so much for being here again today. I'm sure we're going to have you on many, many more times to talk about herbs and anything else that you I just like to listen to you talk so anything else you just reach out and let us know whatever you want to chat about we'll have you on so um thank you again for being here thank you for having me (laughs) um okay friends so as so Megan tell us where we can connect with you um in in person well I guess not really in person through the interwebs or in person how do we get in contact with you um, probably the best way to like, um, reach out would be email. Um, and then Instagram, I, is also a good way. Um, sometimes the, you know, like you have to get into the DM thing and cause you're, you know, like, like I have to accept your thing. The and other DM box. Yeah. Yes. So that can be, um, sometimes I get backlogged there. Um, but that's good. And then Facebook is probably, I miss a lot on Facebook and yeah. I, I just downloaded the messenger app. Um, so now I'm more in touch. Um, and so that's, that's better, but, um, I missed a lot. Some, or there are times when I have, so, um, just any of the social media platforms or through email. Um, my website is Megan, uh, it's M E G A N Garcia, G A R C I A.com. Um, and I have a lot of um, free ebooks. There's some um, ebooks on massage for baby and first foods, and um, and then there's my blog. So, so much information out there. So thank you again. I'm sure you're going to be your inbox is going to be flooded after this episode. So I'm sorry <laughs> in advance. Um, again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Modern Moms podcast. Um, as always, if you feel so inclined. We would love to have you rate and review us on iTunes. That's where the more of those we can get, the more people we can reach. You can always email us at themodernmamaspodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram is where we're most active at laura.radicalroots and at just.holdthespace. But thank you again for showing up every week. We love you guys so much and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time.